Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. We are so glad to have you listening wherever you are, all over the country and around the world. We know that we have listeners all over the world who listen to the podcast and just know that we are so thankful for you. We want to encourage you, to inform you, to instruct you, to set you up for success as you minister to the kids and families in your churches and in your communities. And I emphasize those two words and families because that's what we're talking about today. A lot of us think of kids ministry as ministry to children. A lot of us got into kids ministry because we're good with kids or because we connect with kids or because, I don't know, a lot of us act like big kids sometimes, right? But the truth is it doesn't take long for us to realize that kids ministry is really family ministry. We need to be able to connect with parents, to partner with them, uh, with whoever the caregiver is, uh, to set them up for success. And so that's what we're talking about today. We want to talk about the family ministry heart that we need to have as we approach kids ministry. And so today uh, I'm joined by Jana Magruder, director of Lifeway Kids and my really good friend. Hey, Jana. Hello, Chuck. And I know that family ministry is something that is a, you have a huge heart for family ministry. I do. And so that's a, a, one of the areas that you and I uh, connect really well on uh, in our uh, viewpoints and philosophies. But uh, we wanted to get together today to just talk this out for our listeners um, about how we can succeed in this. So we both have families. You're, right. Remind everyone about your, your children and their ages. Yes, my children are now all three teenagers as of uh, just a month or so ago. Nicholas turned 13. That's crazy. Nicholas, our youngest, turned 13. So we have 13, 15, and 18. Um, Two boys and our oldest is a girl. So we are navigating new territories. Yeah. But it's fun. And so, and we have four. And so my, I have my two girls and then my two boys, my girls are now 21 and 20 and the boys are 14 and, uh, and 12. And so Tate is next summer, he'll be 13. I'm not ready for the four or for the fourth one to become a teenager, even though my olders are in their twenties. But so we've both had been involved in family ministry, both on the, the serving side and on the being served side. So right. whew, it's raising kids is a challenge. It is. It is. And I think that's why we're probably so passionate about helping kids ministers catch that vision to reach parents, because I know that I, as a parent, need the support of the church. For sure. Um, as we're discipling our kids at home, you know, we, we beat that drum so much that we want parents to own the role of discipler. Um, but they need help and we need to help equip them to do that. And we need to encourage them and spur them on. And so that's why I think I have such a heartbeat for family ministry is because I know I need that help as a parent. And so I want to encourage all of us to, to work together as a church and home type model. Well, in us, even though we are leaders in kids ministry, we need help too as parents, Yeah. right? And so it, it can be easy for a leader to maybe say, oh, Jana McGruder, I'm intimidated by her and her, you know, her position. <laughs> we need help too with the spiritual no, no. formation no, of no, our no. kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, come, come to the McGruder house anytime and, and see the struggle. Um, <laughs> we struggle with, with the same things that everybody else does, you know, I mean, there are times where we can't pull it all together to have, uh, you know, 
family devotional or prayer time. There are times where, um, you know, there's a kid who's just not in the mood to, to, um, to, or, or a phase where they don't want to really engage. And, and so, um, of course there are the same things that we navigate, um, that we see families navigating in our churches. We as leaders, I guess, are, are, we're navigating those same things. For sure. I mean, Chuck, I know when, I know for you and I, when we did, and I know we reference this a lot, but I feel like it's worth saying to set us up here. When we did that nothing less research Mm -hmm. and we found out all the things that we found out, that was a pivotal moment um, in my life and really changed a trajectory for me as a parent. Because all of a sudden that that research and i'm sure we can link it on the on the show notes but yes that research turned um all the assumptions of things that we were spending our time doing and turned flipped it upside down yeah. and said okay this is what really moves the dial spiritually for parents to do at home reading the bible praying together serving yes. the church focusing on missions christian music we know those are the top yeah. five um but yet, you know, as families, what are we chasing? Are we spending our time doing that or are we chasing all the other things? Right. That and study really was kind of an in-your-face oh, uh, sure. moment for me. And, and I think all of us as parents want what's best for our kids. And we want to do things with a limited time because really time is such a struggle. You know, how much quality yeah. time. Now, we've all been in quarantine and lockdown and all this for a long time. and We've almost had... We've gone from a, a season where we didn't have any family time together. Maybe we saw each other for one meal a week at our house. Then yeah. we were together all the time, 24 hours a day for six months straight. Which has its other challenges. That's other challenges for <laughs> sure. But at the end of the day, I believe that most parents really want to use that time intentionally and they want to do it well. But a lot of parents really don't know what to do. They, they don't yeah. know how to have the conversation. They don't know what things are a good use of time. And so like you mentioned, nothing less, there are things that we are doing with the best intentions that may just be not effective in, in yeah. encouraging our kids to grow in their walk with the Lord. Uh, right. but, so that book, Especially Nothing long-term. Less. Yeah, yes. That book, Nothing Less, helped identify through our research um, what the more effective things are that we can do. So yeah, fantastic. Right. So listeners, look for that book, Nothing Less. We will put it in the show notes for you. That'd be great. But so Jan, for us as kids ministry leaders, knowing that we have parents like us who have kids in our churches mm-hmm. uh, and and the others who may even be, you know, even less familiar or less comfortable in uh, guiding their kids spiritually, what are the some principles we can identify for the listeners as we just guide our conversation towards things that that are uh, things that we can do to equip and encourage and inspire parents? Where do you want to yeah. start? You know, if I'm putting on my uh, kids minister hat and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, OK, first things first, what do I need to be thinking through when I'm trying to reach uh, parents? Um, because let's face it, I know we say this a lot, too. But when we talk to church leaders across the country and beyond, uh, the two pain points that we hear the most about are volunteer recruitment, of course. Um, No surprise there. But number two is reaching parents. Yes. And so how do we reach them? So that's the big question we're trying to answer here. So number one, uh, I think you've got to to make it easy and accessible Mm. to your families. Yeah. And so if you're if you're expe- having high expectations of sending home a whole Bible study 
to be done at home, to be completed at home or um, a whole devotional book that's supposed to be, you know, um, implemented. Uh, it may or may not, um, or that could intimidate uh, a parent thinking, I can't do this because you've got to remember the parents that are in our churches, a lot of them struggle with uh, being biblically illiterate as much Themselves. as their children or yeah. more. Yeah. And so there's an intimidation factor that you've got to take into account. Now, um, you know, because we serve so many age groups in children's ministry, um, you've got to think through parents who have really little ones yes. and, you know, medium sized ones and all the way up to preteen. Um, and so how, how you're sourcing those families dependent on the age groups that they have in their home also should be taken into consideration. I like to say for an easy way to think through this is if you could send one link, like if you could gather your resources, whatever that might be, because I want to leave room here for creativity um, on the leader's part and contextualizing to what you know your church um, um, values and what your church is capable of. But if you can consolidate what you're going to send to one link for one week. Yeah. And that link can have a prayer prompt. It could have one scripture. It could have a Bible reading plan. It could have devotionals that you have found from us, from online, other places, from trustworthy places, things that you write. Um, I know that personalization on the children's minister's part is important. Yeah. And so, uh, but placing all of that in one link that you can either email if you if you get good traction with email some people do some people don't um you know that chuck yes um email or it could be that you're set up on um, an app like remind i know that my church uses an app called remind because a lot of parents are more um use their phones more yeah. like we do. And so if I get a text from you and, and, and putting it in an app from like Remind helps you kind of have a safety and security um, measure so that, you know, Miss Jana's not directly uh, texting everybody. You know, yeah. you may have different thoughts on that, but that's just one idea. So yeah. texting a link um, so that I can just click it and boom, I've got some stuff on my phone so that maybe when I'm putting my kids down, at night or when we're at a meal, I can pull, I can pull that up easily. Um, or you can go uh, more of a traditional model of sending physical copies home yeah. from church. If you feel like, you know, your families uh, value that and they're going to fold that, put it in their Bible and open their Bible the next morning and use it, yes. then do that. Um, but anyway, it's kind of the, you know, could we make it succinct and put it into one link and get it to them the best way? Could be social media. It could be yes. that you've got a Facebook page and you're going to put that one link up there and you know you've got a lot of interaction from your families on Facebook. That could be it. And of course, you could do multiple ways. That's probably your best bet is to use that one link multiple ways. Hopefully, you'll get it out some in some capacity. Yes. So, right. So the, the, there are a lot of ways that we can get content to parents. And so we've begun to talk about in person, doing ministry in person through the mailbox, the inbox or online. Mm -hmm. There's lots of ways to get it there. But, but the important thing, no matter how you deliver that content is to make it easy and accessible. Cause it, I think Absolutely. that's one of the pitfalls of, of ministry from anywhere is right. We've not been gathering. And so there, many of us have tried to go above and beyond in trying to make connections and to the point where we're making daily videos. Some of us that yeah. we post to Facebook 
And uh, and that can be overwhelming to families if we give them too much of a good thing. So right. the, the principle of, you know, sometimes we need to uh, to do less and do it better. And so mm-hmm. I'm a fan of doing less better. And so it could be that the quality is more important than the quantity. And even the simplicity, like you're saying, of let's not give them chapters and chapters and chapters to read. Let's give them a verse or a passage and right. a discussion question or two uh, to keep yeah. it clean and easy and all in one place. I think that's a great tip. Yeah, absolutely. So in regards to the type of content, what kinds of things uh, might you suggest that we should be uh, thinking of when we encourage parents to uh, disciple their kids? Yeah, well, no big surprise here. We've already talked about it, but it's very important that what you give them is God's word. Don't miss that. You know, um, of course, there could be a, a a space for, you know, fun family activities and a recipe idea and a craft idea and things like that. But make sure that you're placing such a high value on God's word, because that, as we've already established, is the number one thing by far that a parent can do for their child to help them grow up spiritually strong. Yes. And so don't miss that. Um, and, and like you just said, Chuck, it could be um, as easy as you know, try to read this chapter of scripture this week, you know, Matthew chapter one this week, and then pull out, extract one verse that you think is important that maybe a family could memorize together. One chapter, one verse. That's just an idea of how to give them scripture. Um, and then maybe there's just a letter from you. Again, personalization helps because they want to hear from you. They, you want that relational equity and be able to le- leverage that to, um, to be able to impact that or speak into that or just give a greeting about that. And, um, and then throughout the week, use your social media, um, resources to encourage families to keep reading that, that, Matthew chapter and, and keep putting up the verse, um, and say, we're going to, you know, we're going to say this together this Sunday, be ready, that kind of thing. I think memorizing scripture is something that we're kind of losing sight of, um, in our churches, um, as, as I just observe and hear back from leaders, um, we don't want to lose that. We need more than ever for children and families to hide God's word in their heart um, for such a time as this, right? They need those tools. They need those, um, um, they need to access that uh, God's word by mm. memory. And so if we can give them an opportunity to do that, and there's lots of cool ways. That's when your activities and games and, and fun come in is to reinforce those things yeah. And you can certainly get really creative with that, which we see all the time. Children's ministers have so much creativity. So use that to reinforce scripture. Yes. And, and of course, this the content that we're talking about, the, the verse that we send to them and the Bible passage we ask them to, uh, to invest in, it only makes sense that that connect to the curriculum content that we are teaching the children. Right. And so these parent connect resources are things that, uh, that the LifeWay Kids team provides and includes within Bible Studies for Life Kids and Explore the Bible Kids and the Gospel Project for Kids. I think of for Bible Studies for Life, the the one conversation sheet, which is the activity page that comes with Bible Studies for Life. It has the Bible story on one side, uh, along mm-hmm. with the scripture passage and the verse. And so you can take and the that, teaching picture. It's all yeah. right there. And it makes right. it so easy. That's a page that you can mail home in an envelope if you choose mm-hmm. to get the printed version. 
or you can email that file home uh, that, that a family can access on their device or that they could print off. Uh, so, so, or if you're doing a virtual teaching, you can hold that page up to the camera and refer to it and say, when you do this together with your kids this week. So th- the resources should not be something that's a bit, and that's true no matter which resource you use. The Gospel Project and Explore right. the Bible each have similar resources. So you don't have to invent all of that. But what we do need to do is don't just stop with handing that page to a child and expecting it's going to reach mom and dad and they're going to know what to do with it. Right. We, right. we in, in addition to making it um, easy and accessible, we need to give them some simple ideas about what how to have those conversations. Right. And I think the more exposure that they have throughout the week of you encouraging them to use it, even if for many weeks or months they don't, the more it's kind of like Chuck, you're a marketer. You know that it takes a certain amount of touch points and impressions for people to finally. That's right. You know convert to to um to whatever and that's you, whatever, you to, the, the whatever that business is, is trying. you need to see yeah. something three to five times before you yeah. recognize it yeah right. so don't expect you can say it once and this is true that's of right. all of the announcements that we make from the pulpit expecting or right. it was in the bulletin everybody should know you need to people need to hear something <laughs> three four five times before it connects right. so yes yeah i think there's some definitely some learnings there for us as we're striving to reach parents. So think about those impressions. How many Mm -hmm. impressions have they had from you encouraging them to to have some time in God's Word together as a family? So I think there's lots of different ways to do that. Number of impressions for sure to remind them, Mm -hmm. but also different ways through different channels. Yeah. So not everybody's going to get email. Not everybody will get mailbox. Not everybody will get the text. Not everybody would go to the Facebook group. So we need to be messaging multiple ways. And truthfully, the stuff that I'm most aware of is the stuff that hits my email and my text and my Facebook feed. And then it's like, oh, I've seen it three times in three different places. And so it's it's not super difficult. We just need to be uh, aware. I think another default is we tend to, to do things the way that's most comfortable for us, not what's best for the different people that we're trying to reach whole different right. podcast topic probably. So <laughs> um, so let's talk about connection to the gospel because at the end of it all, the point is, yeah. you know, parents are to be the primary disciples of their own kids. And, and our role mm-hmm. really is to partner well with them so that we can point them to Jesus. And that's the goal is it's all about him. So let's talk a little bit about gospel content in parents. Right. Well, I think that the more coaching and equipping that you can do to help your parents understand that everything should point back to Jesus, Mm. everything points back to the gospel. Um, So how can even in everyday life situations, how can you point back to the gospel? Mm. Um, That might take some coaching, um, whether you do that through through you know, your, your newsletter through your, um, um, remind texts or just maybe giving an example of your own life, because we all live out the gospel every day. And, um, something else our research said is, um, displaying the gospel is really important. We hear all the time that kids, are um, what, what's the saying? Um, caught more than taught. They catch yes. things by observations more than more than um, sitting down and, and telling them something. 
Um, and so they're watching um, parents and mm-hmm. taking their cues from parents. And so if, um, if I, as a mom, uh, lose my temper with my kids, that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, there are times where it is appropriate for me to take a step back and say, you know what? Mama was out of line on that. And I need you to forgive me because the truth is I'm a sinner too. I need Jesus too. Um, the gospel is for me. Um, yes. and it's not a, you know, and so anyway, to, so take those opportunities to connect back to the gospel. And so leaders, what can you do to help parents with that? Well, first of all, you want to make sure that they understand the gospel. There are plenty of tools um, that I know we offer, uh, gospel presentation videos uh, that we can link to. We have um, gospel, uh, God's plan for me tracks, which um, I teach Sunday school Mm -hmm. and I give every single one of um, the kids in my class uh, a gospel God's plan for me to keep in their Bibles. And it makes it so easy to understand because it's done with symbols and simple statements. Yeah. And um, listen, guys, I keep one in my Bible because not because I need to um, have another salvation experience. We know that our salvation is secure, mm. um, but because I need to preach the gospel back to myself and say, Okay, Jana, are you are you believing in a different gospel, you know, as mm-hmm. as the word says, which there is not a different gospel. There's only one gospel, but are you believing in something that you think is going to give you safety and security? Um and have you forgotten that you that really only comes mm-hmm. from the Lord? So, but helping parents faith. understand that. Mm-hmm. Yes, so yep. helping parents understand that through a variety of ways is going to help them use everyday situations to point back to the gospel. So now all of a sudden you're not talking necessarily about a tangible resource, like reading chapters of scripture and memorizing verses and, you know, having a link and posts and all that. You're really training your parents um, and, and, and what the gospel means um, not just as a, a means of salvation, but just dying to self daily, mm. to picking up your cross daily. Uh, those are truths that are are for us every day. Absolutely. You, you mentioned several resources, and we have one easy place to find those. I want to help listeners locate um, lifeway.com slash kids gospel presentation. And that's a place where we have seven different videos of different people male and female, different ethnicities, and even one in Spanish of people sharing the gospel God's plan. And we also have on that page a downloadable uh, uh, printable sheet of the gospel God's plan, which has those five icons in simple words. It's God rules, we send, God provided, Jesus gives, and we respond. And so it's a very simple outline that includes scripture references, uh, and it's easy to connect parents with that content. I think a lot of times parents are intimidated to the point where when it comes time and their kids have questions about salvation or about what it means to follow Jesus, we say, oh, I'm going to bring them to the pastor and let let, let the kids minister answer those questions. Uh, we're really, we can equip moms and dads in a way that makes it easy for them. They can either watch the videos themselves to see how uh, how someone else talks through 
the gospel God's plan uh, as an example, or they can just play the video for their kids and they can look at it together and talk about it. So lifeway.com slash kids gospel presentation makes it uh, is a, a simple place to go to find those resources that you can use to train and connect with your parents. So yeah, yeah we, we need to work on how we can make all this less intimidating for moms and dads. Cause mm-hmm. I do feel like, you know, they look at us as leaders in the church and say, well, well, you are equipped to do this and I am not, or I'm not qualified. And the truth is part of our job is to help parents be equipped to have conversations like this at home. That's right. Well, what a great conversation. I always enjoy when we yeah. get to be on the podcast together. Oftentimes we do that with a third person and they're the guest and we listen to yeah. them. I just like when you and I get to talk. So it's a lot of fun. Hopefully yeah. the listeners do Because we both like to talk. We do. We do. <laughs> and we have such great conversations. So yeah. Jana, thank you for your time. It's great to connect with you. Absolutely. Love and, being here. And listeners, thank you for your time. We love having you tune in and listen. We hope as always that this is encouraging and inspiring for you. There is a place I want to direct you. So we've mentioned the gospel presentation resources and, uh, and producer Trey, if you can get these in the show notes, that'd be fantastic. But we have a brand new webpage where we have put together a whole bunch of resources that we've been making, uh, to help equip you to do your job better. These are not things that we sell. This is free equipping content to inform, instruct and inspire you to help you do what you do better. And so we've got a collection of ebooks including um, including 10 attributes of an unshakable kids ministry. That's our newest one. And one of those 10 attributes, by the way, is to be family focused. So very timely mm-hmm. conversation we're having today. We also have some new videos, some free training for your new kids ministry leaders and some new resources. There's a whole new collection of curriculum um, um, uh, resources that we were including for free for any of you who use Lifeway Kids curriculum. There's a free resource for each one of those called At Home, and that we didn't get to talk about today, but we want to refer you to that. You can find links to all of these things in one easy place. We're going to try to make it easy and accessible, Jana, just like you said. Good. Easy and accessible. All of this and more at lifeway.com slash kids ministry from anywhere. It's a lot of letters. It's a long URL, (laughs) but it's very clear. Lifeway.com slash kids ministry from anywhere. We encourage you to go there, share it with your friends and take advantage of these resources. Our heart is to serve you as you serve the kids and families that you do in your church and in your community. So thank you for what you do and may God bless your ministry. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back another time on the next episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.